everyone. I'm Kelly Mobeck, a coach and a leadership trainer, and I'm super passionate about helping you find out who you are authentically as a leader, own it, and go out and make an impact in your life and the lives of others. This world needs your leadership, your gifts, your unique brilliance, and I believe that real leaders don't wait, they create. I know firsthand that life is going to throw us curveballs, that we're going to doubt our greatness, our ideas, and our contributions. And my goal is that you believe in yourself beyond reason. And I get to be a coach and a champion for you each week so that you feel inspired, motivated, and most important in action toward your unique impact in this world. So let's jump in. This episode is sponsored by Lyft, the Leadership Impact Forum. Are you looking to grow your leadership skills? Are you ready to take the lead in your life personally and professionally? Are you someone who feels called to do something bigger than yourself? If you're ready to lift yourself to the next level, to meet the authentic leader that you are, and create an impact in your life and the lives of others, then LIFT, the Leadership Impact Forum, is for you. This multi-week training program, led by Coach Kelly, will teach you the 10 leadership principles that will help you become more productive and fulfilled in your personal and professional life. The LIFT program includes weekly group coaching sessions designed for you to reach the outcomes you want. This is your opportunity to work with an intimate cohort of like-minded people as Coach Kelly guides you towards creating the change that will unleash your full potential. If you're looking to create an incredible impact and have a positive effect on others, then sign up now for LIFT, the Leadership Impact Forum. For more details on how to register, go to kellyjmobeck.com and get started right away. Leaders don't wait, they create. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Coach Kelly, and I cannot believe we're at the end of November heading straight into the holidays, year-end, and looking forward to 2021, seriously. And I don't know about you, but I'm really, really looking forward to a new year. I'm looking for a a refresh. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like as far as outside circumstances, but I definitely know what's going to happen in my business and my health and all those things. And so that's what I'm going to focus on in 2021, because we certainly got a few curveballs in 2020, did we not? So anyhow, I'm really looking forward to a new year, and I hope you guys are too, because we are really coming in close to that. So today, we are going to be talking with an awesome guest who is going to assist us with utilizing our time efficiently through planning and organization. And I know personally, when implementing the strategies we talk about today, you will have less stress going into the holidays and you will be ready, excited, and have the capacity to take on your business and personal goals in 2021. This I know, and I'm excited about that. So before we dive in, it's time for a listener shout out in gratitude Each week, we give our listeners a shout out and a huge thanks for sharing their reviews on the podcast. Thank you so much. Keep them coming in. Keep listening. Keep sharing. And uh, you'll probably hear yourself on one of these episodes. So let's pick a random review. Okay. We have UVCBB and UVCBB says exactly what I needed. 
Kelly's take on life is inspiring, and I believe she was put here in the world to spread that take. I cannot wait to hear more of what she has to say. Sweet, UVCBB, you have zoned in on my purpose. I'm clear of it. This is exactly why I'm here, is to create an impact and help others take the lead in their life. So thank you for that. We'll just keep doing it. Thank you so much for listening. All right, let's dive in and create a leadership distinction. Okay, get ready, because it's a biggie. Here it is. Leaders don't wait, they create. You've heard me say this a lot, and this is certainly going to apply today. And so what that means, we must have a plan, use our time efficiently, and stay organized. This way, we alleviate unnecessary stress, procrastination, overwhelm, and we get to focus on the projects, the programs, our clients, relationships, etc the things that are really important to us and the things that really jazz us up. So we get to stay true to our purpose, our passions, and the vision that we have for ourselves, our business, in our careers, and also in our own self-improvement. I remember earlier this year, shortly after launching this podcast, as well as working on a few other programs and when I say a few, I'm, I'm saying that very lightly, like it was a ton of several programs, ton of programs. I remember one day I just stopped in my tracks and you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I had planned some pretty big things for 2020. And I definitely was not anticipating a global pandemic when I was planning. I was feeling incredibly stressed. And I literally remember like putting my hands on my head and like, I probably was crying. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure I was crying. And I said out loud, I need help. I need help. I was feeling so scattered, so unorganized, and I couldn't plan the next day to save my life. I reached out to our guest today and I got myself back on track with her support. I'm a coach. I can coach others. I can coach others on getting organized and having the life work the way they want it to, but I cannot coach myself. And I had lost touch and I needed to reset. So I thought, you know what? You all get to hear from her today because she's brilliant and I'm excited for you. So with that, I want to introduce you all to Jenny Ponzurek. Jenny is the founder of Ponzurek Learning Solutions and is passionate about helping people learn about their own brains, help them work with their strengths and also their area of needs. She is a licensed educational psychologist, a school neuropsychologist, and a certified relationship coach, and has helped support those that struggle with learning for over 20 years. She is a wealth of knowledge, and I've had the extreme pleasure of working with her as a coach for her, and she is a coach for me, also as a colleague on several projects, and she's also one of my accountability partners, and I am super grateful to literally call her one of my besties, too. So with that, I want to welcome Jenny Ponzurek to the podcast. Jenny, welcome. I'm so grateful you're here today. How are you doing? I am doing fabulous. I would love to just listen to that intro 
most mornings that I wake up. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. You are so welcome. It is a hundred percent true. And the good news is you can just like play this every day. <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Jenny, can you tell us a little bit about your background and your business? Yeah. So I have worked in education for my entire career. I am someone growing up, I loved school. I was good at school and I loved it. And so I really wanted to share that with others. For a long time, I wanted to be a teacher. Then I found the world of psychology. And then when I was in my undergrad years, I found this unique world of school psychology. So as a school psychologist, I got to work in the school systems and I love being in schools, but I also get to use my psychology background to help support students that are struggling with learning. And I've done that. I did that for many years within school districts before moving on and becoming an administrator, helped our special education teachers clear their credentials before deciding to take that really big step and go out on my own. So I have been on my own, I think it's almost four years now. Mm -hmm. And I, gosh, I do lots of trainings. I do lots of consultation work. I still get to work individually with students and with adults. I get to do some coaching. I kind of get to do a lot of different things, which is really exciting and I love it. I love that for you because you're so good at what you do. And it is, isn't it amazing? I remember when you took your leap of faith and I remember how scary that was. And Jenny is someone who like, okay, here we go. She takes the leap, she creates a net and she goes for it. And I remember, and so for me personally, experiencing all that and seeing where you get to contribute to so many people in so many different ways is amazing. It's amazing. So we're going to get into this, you guys. I'm super excited for you to hear everything that Jenny has to share. So Jenny, we have many people who are listening that are entrepreneurs, they're business leaders, they're people who are seeking self-improvement. And you guys know what's coming. Jenny certainly knows it's coming. We're going to talk a little bit about time management and planning and why it's so important. Jenny, can you share with us? You know, when I think about like you mentioned, all those different groups, right? Not just entrepreneurs, but, but leaders. And I, I know you're really big that everyone is the leader in their own life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're coming here at the end of our year here. And so we start having those big conversations about what are our goals for next year, right? And we tend to be people who have goals. I mean, we're, most people out there are goal-oriented kind of people. And not only do we want to just make goals, but we actually want to reach them. And I have this belief that, you know, people also want to do things really, really well, right? Like whether that goal is, you know, improving relationships. Most people don't have goals that I want to have worse relationships, right? It's always to do some sort of improvement. And a lot of times in the world that we live in right now, there's just so many different opportunities that are out there. And a lot of us get asked, to participate in a lot of different opportunities. And I think it's really easy just to say yes, just to say yes to, you know, something at the kids' school. It's easy to say yes to that, you know, extra volunteer work. It's easy to say yes when someone goes, you want to work on this project together. And most of the time we want to say yes because we're really passionate about these things. I think, you know, right now in our world, we're really focused on making sure that we're following through on things that we're passionate about, 
right? We, we don't want to be spending so much of our time and energy on things like you use the term jazz up, right? We want to be like jazzed up about our life. And there's just so many different ways that we can live out our purpose and live out that vision. But sometimes we're saying yes to too many things. Yes. Yes, that is true. Let me see how many times I can say yes in one sentence. Everybody out there listening, raise your hands if you're in the I say yes too many times club, right? We, we all do it. We all do it. I'm curious, Jenny, what your thoughts are on what drives people to say yes to everything and why does that strategy not work? <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot of different reasons and there's different reasons for, for different people. I think, you know, for some people, and most of these things are all of my underlying reasons too. So you can let me know which ones resonate with you too. I think a lot of people don't want to disappoint other people, mm -hmm. right? We're just, we don't want to disappoint, you know, the people in our lives who are asking us. And a lot of times we feel so honored to even be asked to participate in certain things and we don't want to disappoint them. And so we say yes without thinking about all of the different parts of what saying yes means, right? Like sometimes when we say yes to something, it kind of sounds really small because mm -hmm. we haven't asked a lot of follow-up questions about it. And that like little small volunteer organization thing all of a sudden becomes you're the leader and you're working you know, 10 extra days a year on something, that can be a lot of time that you weren't really planning for. Again, I think a lot of people say, yes, this is also me. I don't want to disappoint people. That's part of me, a little bit of a people pleaser. I also have so many great opportunities. And I think there's so many different opportunities to partner with people and to, to you know, to work on projects together that these are some amazing people. I don't want to say no to this. And especially as kind of taking that leap and leaving what I always say, my very wonderful, cushy administrative job. You know, I, I was working in a public education. I had some great insurance. I had a great job. I, I was working with some wonderful people and I left that. And I think sometimes what happens is we say yes to things mm -hmm. because we get into that scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. And I, I still go through this sometimes. And we are so afraid that if I say no to this, every other opportunity will also disappear with this one, right? If I say no to this person, it's, it's like they're going to go on social media and tell everyone, Jenny Ponzerx <laughs> just said no. She's not taking on anything for the rest of her life, right? It's these like thoughts that we have in our head that are no way are based in reality. But we have this concern here that if I say no, this will never happen again. And, and when you're working for yourself, that can be scary sometimes, right? Because we don't always know what opportunities are going to be around in the next couple of months. And I, I remember having this. I remember having this conversation with you. I remember having a conversation with one of my mentors when I first went out. I was so excited. And about three months into it, I was just like, what did I do? <laughs> like, oh no, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I might've made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to one of my mentors and she said, Jenny, if you can hang in there, if you can hang in there financially just for a little bit longer, I think there's going to be some opportunities that you didn't even think were a possibility. You weren't even planning for them. They're going to be there for you. And I was like, I don't know. 
but it sounds like you trust the universe enough for the both of us. So I'm going to go on her trust. Yeah. Yeah. When I first left my position, I thought I was going to do one thing. I do like five, 10 things now. Mm -hmm. There have been so many different opportunities, but I still sometimes have to cut back on that whole yes thing. I have to do that for my own sanity, for my own sanity. Well, that's for sure. And I think that we don't stop and think about, which is such a great question. You know, when we look at aligning, right? What we're saying yes to, is it aligning with our purpose? Is it aligning with the goals that we actually set forward? And sometimes you got to tell your mind, your mind's going to go, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. Because you've got to have a sanity check. You've got to check in and say, how am I going to be doing? You know, am I going to be burning the candle at both ends? And I think that we have so much fear, just like you said, in saying no, there's so much fear that then it's going to close a window. And I, I have to say, been working with people for 18 years, the more they practice exactly what you said in, you know, yes, when it aligns, no, when it doesn't, there are doors opening all the time and there's plenty of opportunities all the time. So yes, that was fantastic, Jenny. Did you guys all hear that? Are you taking mad, mad notes? I know you are. I know you are. If you're not, start because these are pearls, pearls. So Jenny, one of the things that I remember when I came to you and I was talking about like, I think 70 or 80, you know, it was 80, I think 80% of the stress that I had going on was about time, right? It was about time. And we all know we've got the same amount of time every day. And I definitely was overcommitted. There was no question. And I know you really helped me with this. So I'm curious, how do, if, because I really want the listeners to hear, how do we make commitments more visual so that we can actually see our time? And I love that you brought that up because time is invisible, right? And, and I know a lot of times we feel like time takes forever, right? Sometimes when we're in something really boring, right? Like we're waiting in the, in the waiting room for the doctor's office, right? It seems like just those minutes are just ticking so slowly. And then there's other times where we're like usually involved in something that we love and it feels like time is flying by. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, of course, time is ticking by the same way in all of our different situations here. So what I love about this program that I use with, it was the program that I use with you, is the program that I use with students and with other adults. It's really focusing on trying to make time more visual. And one of the things to think about is really like the spatialness, if that's a word, of time. So one of the strategies that I know you and I talked about was the difference between using a digital clock and an analog clock. And for those of you who maybe can't remember that those analog clocks, those are the ones with the numbers and the hands and different things like that. And it's really interesting because digital time, which is what we see on our phone, which is what we see on our computer screen, it literally just tells us what time it is right now. But it really doesn't give us any sort of spatialness to the time. And having an analog clock which I have one sitting right next to my computer right now, just a real small one, I am able to really understand not just what time is it right now, but really have a better understanding of the time that's already passed mm -hmm. and my future time as well. 
one of the things that we talk about is really using kind of an analog clock situation. We call them time circles Mm -hmm. to make things more visual. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of times we're just like, like, I'm going to give an example. Like I, I love teaching classes. I love teaching college classes. I've taught grad students. I, I love all that. And a lot of times my first thought with taking on a new project like that is, can you teach it from six to 10, you know, six to nine on a Tuesday night, Jenny? And I look at my calendar and I go, yeah, six to nine on the next 12 Tuesdays are all free. That's great. I'm available. And the problem is all I, all I looked at was whether or not I was available to stand up in front of students. (laughs) I, I actually did not really think all the way through of what it means to teach. And I have to tell you, I've taught many years. I still sometimes have to remind myself of these things. We actually have to prepare for every single class period and we have to grade papers. I remember this very early on my first year teaching. I think I was like, oh yeah, write ever, however long you want of a paper. And the next year I was like five pages. That's all I'm going to read. <laughs> I am just like, when you have like 50 students, you are not reading 10 page papers for each student. You are just not doing that. So one of the things, one of the strategies to think about here is, Number one, what are all the components to saying yes to something? So saying yes to teaching a class is yes to six to nine on Tuesdays, but it's also for a lot of people, a weekly planning time. So how much time is that gonna take? Is that gonna take two hours? Is that gonna take three hours? And I know for myself, if I've taught the same class already, it doesn't take as long to prep, mm-hmm. right? Cause I'm just reviewing and updating. If it's a brand new class, that takes me a lot longer to prepare. So I need to plan for that. And I really need to be thinking about, okay, prep time and how much, how many hours per week do I need to set aside for that? And with the time circles, we literally are just drawing circles Mm -hmm. and coloring them in Mm -hmm. to just visualize how much time this is actually going to take. So if I think it's going to take three hours, I literally just draw three circles and I color them all in. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be three and a half hours, I have a fourth circle and half of it is colored in. And then I do the same thing with grading. How much time does it take to grade papers? How much time does it take to put grades into my Excel spreadsheet? All of those different things. And I think, again, a lot of times when we say yes to something, we're just kind of saying yes to the big thing, like standing up in front of students. And we forget about all those other different components. So whatever way that, number one, we can think about all those components, and number two, really think about the time commitment for those, to literally go put that on your calendar, right? To say, if I'm going to teach every Tuesday, when am I going to actually spend three hours prepping for the class? Do I even have three hours on a weekly basis? Mm -hmm. Sometimes what I find is I have time on Tuesday nights, but I don't have time to prep for my class. And I'm not going to walk into my class unprepared. No one wants to do that. So those are those things I need to think about before I say yes. Absolutely. I, you know what? It sounds so logical, doesn't it? And I remember, I I just remember when I finally admitted that I have no concept of time. Apparently my husband kept giving me that feedback, not in a mean way, but just like, I don't think you have a concept of time. I'm like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I'm on time for work and I, you know, I'm on time for my clients and, you know, appointments. And he's like, "I, I understand. He, you know, but he was always like, but you're always squeezing one more thing in, or you think like, 
you know, it's just going to take a minute and then it's an hour later. Right. And so I found it mind blowing when one of the first questions that Jenny had asked during that program was, you know, how many analog clocks do you have around the house? We had one. And the only reason we had one was because it was uh, my father-in-law's and he had given it to us. So now we have several, (laughs) we have several because it is incredible the difference in how you actually see your whole 24 hours. It's amazing versus digital. You're really only seeing that particular minute, really. That was mind blowing. And I love time circles because again, it's so easy to say, yes, of course I'm available on those nights, but the prep work that we don't think about, you know, the other one that I love is by the way, if you're going to be there at three 30, what time do you need to start preparing to leave your home or your work or your classroom, whatever it is. I'm just dropping that one in. Cause that was another one of my faves that I was like, Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I am so less stressed by taking on time circles and all of the, all of the strategies. They're amazing. I'm curious, Jenny, what changes you've seen either in yourself and your clients since implementing these strategies? Well, one of them, and I'm going to tell a little on you and and bring you on in here since you've already explained this, but like you had mentioned that, you know, like your husband said, you don't really have a good understanding of time. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing for like someone to tell you that, Mm -hmm. but one of the activities, one of the homework assignments that you were given was really to just pick a couple of different things in your upcoming week Mm -hmm. and estimate how much time you think it's going to take you to do that. Yeah. And, and you did that with time circles and then you actually timed yourself. And I remember you coming back and saying, oh, wow, <laughs> I, I really don't estimate time well at all. Yeah. Right. Whether it's something to do with your podcast, whether it's something to do for leadership or whatever yeah. it was, a lot of times we underestimate how much time it actually is going to take us. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that assignment? Because I remember you saying, I think I'm going to do this for a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. I did. I practiced it for so long. I do remember that assignment. And it was really, again, it was mind blowing to realize how much I underestimated and how much I thought, oh, that's me snapping, by the way. Oh, yeah, no, piece of cake, five minutes. Now I'm so clear on what actually could be done in a 15 minute window. And you know what, you guys, I don't even go below a 15 minutes. If it can't be done in 15 minutes, it, it, and that, whether it's five or 10, I just, it's 15. That's it. I can create 15 minutes. That's it. Yeah. It was mind blowing. And I think now after practicing that, and guess what? I'm going to get to practice that for a very, very long time. I'm going for progress, not perfection, but every week is a little, little bit better and a little bit better. And the way that I'm estimating time now and utilizing it has shifted dramatically, therefore reducing my stress. Hello. Well, and I love that you use that word practice because one of the things that I really like about the program, because there's, there's a lot of great strategies and I love, I love a good strategy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tell me a quick tip, a life hack, whatever it is. But one of the things that I really like about this program as well is it ties it back to the brain. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really helpful for people to have this understanding. Like, like we just explained the difference between digital and analog clocks before me learning about this program. It's not my program. It's a 
program that I learned from somebody else from Mary D. Scalar. Mm -hmm. And when she explained it, it just made so much sense to me, which gave me a purpose behind buying an analog clock. Mm -hmm. Like if I just went to some time management training and they were like, you guys should all have analog clocks. I might've written it down. I might've even went out and bought one, but I don't know if I would have really understood the reasoning behind it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we are more likely to actually implement things when we know the reasons why we're doing that. And what I like about the program being over nine sessions versus you know, I could probably tell you all of this and, and do some quick videos for you and, and give it to you. You could probably watch it on a Saturday. But the problem is you're not likely to implement multiple strategies if, I, if you hear it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just deciding to focus a little bit each week gives you time to like, like the estimating time homework that you know you had, that was like week number two, but you practiced it m- for multiple weeks. And then because it wasn't anything brand new, you could then practice another strategy as well alongside it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too much, it wasn't too overwhelming. And so what I really love working with clients in this program is really seeing those small changes. Mm-hmm. It's those small changes that like, you know, people at the beginning, they're like, I'm not quite sure about all this stuff. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to get a planner. I don't know about writing. I have to write down what I'm going to do every day. Yeah. And yeah. by the end, because they see the reasoning behind it, yep. people are like, oh yeah, I make my plans every day. Yep. Every day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's the other thing that I loved about that is we, this was, it, it was, it, again, mind blowing. And I don't know why it was blowing my mind, but because you all know, I'm a big believer in what's your purpose. Why are you doing this? Why is it important? And what's the outcome you want to get out of this so that you are actually compelled to practice, to take action. So I loved it because all throughout this, we really did understand why we were doing this. And by the way, I I think Jenny, you maybe assigned us homework one or two times. Most of the time we got to actually say, here's what I'm going to take on this week based on what we felt was really confronting us in that moment. And it, it, and so I love ownership. I love ownership and accountability. And it was chock full of that. And it didn't feel like, you know, like a sprint. It definitely is a marathon, you know, moving through and practicing for progress. Brilliant, brilliant program. And Jenny is so patient, so patient. <laughs> So good. Jenny, what is one of your favorite strategies to teach your clients and have them practice? One of my favorite strategies is one of my favorite strategies for me to use as well. Mm -hmm. And I think this ended up being one of your favorite strategies as well. And that is planning ahead by planning backwards. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. This kind of goes along with what I was talking about before when we start thinking about like taking on something like teaching a class or something like that. A lot of times we just kind of think about some of the big pieces of that, right? Like again, not just standing in front of the students, but prepping for it and grading it. But you know what? Teaching a class is more than just those three things. Mm -hmm. There's other pieces of that too. And so what I love with this strategy is it's really good for projects, Mm -hmm. right? So teaching a class is definitely a project. 
starting a podcast is a project, doing an online class or creating an online class. You know, it's, it's really helpful on those types of things. But I work with students as well when we're talking about just like turning in a book report or an essay or something that just has multiple steps. And a lot of times what we do is we're like, all right, let's just get started. And one of the things to really help getting this full picture of the project and how much time may be involved in that is really to start at the end. And it's a little counterintuitive, but we do it with sticky notes. I love me some sticky notes. Mm -hmm. You put some sticky notes out and you start with the last one and you think about the due date, right? When is this essay due? When am I going to start teaching this class? When am I launching my podcast? Whatever that is. And you write that on the last sticky with like a good stick figure, I draw amazing stick figures. She does. (laughs) With just, you know, some good energy and that sticky on, and you put that on your calendar on the date it's due. And then the question of all questions is what do I do right before that? What is the step right before that? So something like, you know, writing an essay, it's like, I don't know, pressing the email send button, right? Or is it putting in your backpack to give it to your teacher, right? We're still possibly doing a lot of distance learning. So it's probably still send on the computer, right? That's kind of that last step. How long do you think that's going to take? And like you said, Kelly, you said you don't have five minute tasks, right? You have everything at least like a 15 minute because you know, things happen, right? I can't find something. Maybe I wanted to print it out. There's no ink in the printer, you know, all of those different types of things. And then you ask, okay, so let's say my, my, my step right before being complete is pressing send on that email to that teacher. What's the step right before that? And how long is that step going to take? Is it proofreading? If so, you know what? It's probably not proofreading. That's the one I think of. And then I go, Proofreading is not the step right before because that's two steps before Mm -hmm. between proofreading and printing it out is making the changes. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things as a psychologist working in the school system, I write lots of reports. I proofread every report. Guess what? It takes me time to actually make those changes as well. So how much time do I want to devote to that? How much time do I want to devote to proofreading? How much time? And it's always, and what's the step before that? What's the step before that? And then you get to take a look at your calendar and really figure out, okay, if this step is going to take me an hour, when do I actually have time to do that? Uh Because some days we look at our full commitments for the day. Today is one of those days for me. I had full commitment. Someone said, can I get on a call with you today? And I said, I'm available after five o'clock. It's really my first time. Mm -hmm. And how do I know that? Because it's all on my calendar. If I had that sticky note with something that's going to take an hour, it's not getting done today. Mm -hmm. Not unless it's later on tonight. I love that because one of the things that I really have seen clients realize is all of those little steps that we don't always take into account. And those are the things that then we end up trying to fit in and fitting in doesn't usually get our best work done in that way. Uh Uh Yep. I think this is my favorite. I've been using it like crazy since I've taken the course and it's a game changer for sure because it has, you know, some people are super detailed oriented and, and some people not so much. I think it doesn't matter. This literally has you focus in on all the steps that are required. And then I love 
I love me a pack of post-its. I have so many now because you can move them, right? So you can have them up on your calendar. You can actually visually see what is this going to take? And it just goes right back to your sanity. Honestly, it just goes right back to your sanity. And so I always say this to people. I do my best not to say it when, when this is actually happening in the moment. We choose our overwhelm. That is a choice. Overwhelm is a choice. Again, I'm careful not to say that to someone when they're in the middle of an overwhelm. It doesn't get received very well. However, soon in, I will go ahead and intervene because in the way that I'll do it is let's look at the choices that we're making that, that up to this point. And this, this practice planning backwards to plan ahead. Am I saying that right, Jenny? Planning backwards to plan ahead. Yes. Or planning ahead by planning backwards. You can say it both ways. Yes. Planning ahead by planning backwards. Brilliant. Brilliant. It is a game changer. I really, really, really trust that you guys are taking notes on this because this one will change your life for sure. And I know it has mine. It has mine personally and professionally. Super grateful. Brilliant. Jenny, I have a couple of questions that I love to ask podcast guests because everybody has a little bit different answer. And I think that it, it just gives people so much to think about. What would you tell your younger self starting out? Oh, I would tell my younger self starting out that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, it all ends up being okay at some point. And just to give yourself that that moment, <laughs> that pause, mm-hmm. and, and just know it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I got to record a little bit earlier today with another guest on the podcast, and you're not going to believe that, but she said almost the same thing, almost the same thing. So you guys really take that in, what Jenny's saying is, and you're going to hear it a couple times in November, just saying it is, it is going to be okay. I love that. Just like, oh, if we knew, if we, if we could tell our younger self that, what would we do? It's going to be okay. What would we do? That's amazing. And then what message do you have for our listeners right now? You know, when we think about our lives, it it sounds so morbid, but you know, thinking ahead to when we're later on in our lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and we reflect back, I think we're going to remember a lot of those big moments right? We're going to remember, you know, births. We're going to remember weddings. We're going to remember a lot of those amazing moments, wonderful trips and vacations and things like that. But at the same time, when we think about kind of our day-to-day life, our day-to-day life is really kind of what makes up our life, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, it's really how we decide to spend most of our days, Right. And, and when I want to look back, you know, near the end of my life, yes, I'm going to remember some amazing moments, but I really want to think about how did I choose to spend each of those individual days? Mm. And one of the things I want to think about is, you know, as we're coming up at the end of this year, I just would really encourage people to put on their calendars. Of course, I'm going to say that, put on your calendars. We don't want to check on our goals just on January 1 really be putting those in on a monthly basis. Really think about this life you want to create and figure out how are you actually going to be actively working towards that all of the time, not just on January 1st. Mm -hmm. Because if we want to, at the end of our lives, really look back and see what kind of life we created, 
it's really going to be in those day-to-day kind of routines and habits and how we decided to treat other people. Ooh, that is so powerful. And can you imagine taking on that message, how much more present you'll get to be by planning the day-to-days? I, I can just see that. I can see that, how we can be more present. And I think, you know, in the end, one of my questions that I, I know I will be looking at is where was I present with the people that are important in my life? And it's something that I'm constantly working towards. And so I think with all of these strategies and your message, these will help us to stay very, very present and reduce stress, stay organized. I love that. And the other thing, I agree with what Jenny is saying in that you got to look at things more than once. Jenny, I remember in your course, out of sight, out of mind. And so we have, I still have my workbook. I see it. I know exactly where it is. And it reminds me to keep on practicing. So having your goals and your outcomes in front of you and reviewing them and checking to see where you're at, super important, super important. And then I think you will be taking the lead in having the time of your life. Yes. Right. Oh, that's amazing, Jenny. What is coming up next in your business? And, you know, do, do you, is the course coming again soon? Yes. So I actually have a pretty ongoing enrollment in the course. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people choose to work with me individually. Sometimes people enjoy, as you did, working with, you know, within a small group. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is interested, feel free to reach out. I'd love to talk with you about taking on working together and seeing if this is a right fit for you. So I I love working on these courses. And like you said about things being present for you, I love that every time I do this course with somebody that it reminds me of all of the strategies as well. And so I get to do the constant practice as well and the constant reminders all the time. and, And I just really enjoy that. That's cool. That's cool. That is a perk. That is a job perk, isn't it? So good. So good. How can our listeners get in touch with you? So my website, Facebook, and Instagram are all Ponzurik Learning Solutions. So PonzuricLearningSolutions.com is my website. Facebook is Ponzurik Learning Solutions. And Instagram, there's just an underscore between those three words. But I tried to be really consistent with this one. (laughs) I don't think you tried. I think you did it. That's great. Jenny, thank you so much for being here today and having such a fun and important conversation about the importance of managing our time, having a plan that is going to help us stay organized. And again, I'm just going to always, you know, bang that drum on reducing the stress, reducing the stress, which I think all of those strategies 110% help us do. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with all of our listeners. And I also want to congratulate you on all that you've achieved because it's a lot. It's a lot. And I can, I, I personally can see exactly how you do that right through all of, all of the ways that you stay organized and so clear on your purpose and in action. So congratulations. I encourage all of you to check out Ponzurek Learning Solutions 
and stay in touch with Jenny. Again, like I said, she's a wealth of knowledge, a lifesaver. That's what I call her. She's like a personal lifesaver. So Jenny, I remember at that time I reached out and I was saying 80% of my stress was all about time. I literally can't say that anymore. I cannot say that anymore. And I am incredibly grateful. So thank you so much for that and for sharing these great nuggets today. It was so awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. All right. Remember, we have a choice to lead our life or follow our circumstances. Life is about knowing our passions, purpose, values, and creating an impact in your life and the life of others. And who emerges from taking the lead in their lives? Well, they're going to be authentic, vulnerable, courageous, and taking the lead in managing their time, staying organized, and reducing their stress. Hello. So remember, we get to trust that more is always going to be revealed. And as we move forward, remember, take a pause, let go of worry, doubt, and anxiousness, and live fully the best version of yourselves. Thanks so much for listening today for more resources. And if you have any questions or topics you want to address, please visit me at kellyjmobeck.com. And you can also email me there and we'll take on these questions and topics in future episodes. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. And please share this podcast with the people in your life. They will thank you. They will thank you. And let's continue to take the lead together. Have a great week ahead. And since we're at the end of November, have a great December ahead and a great end of year. And remember, plan your time. Plan your time. Time is your friend. All right. Have a great week. If it's not shaping up the way you want it to, take the lead and create a fantastic one. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life, head over to kellyjmobeck.com and connect with me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. If this episode was helpful for you, please feel free to share it with friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And at any time, feel free to connect with me and let me know what you want to hear next or what you're working on. I'm happy to help. Thanks again for listening. And here's to you taking the lead in your life.